Welcome back to another episode of Commission Impossible. It's uh, It feels like we just did one of these last month, which is weird for us to do two <laughs> in a, like a one-month span. Uh, but there's a lot of off-season stuff to talk about. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the, the, the star of the show, Ryan McDowell. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scott, glad to be on again. These are always fun uh, to, to kind of hear from our our listeners and from fantasy players, fantasy commissioners who are maybe running into a little bit of trouble. And this, this is really the time of year where those issues start to pop up. You're, you're thinking about the next year, how to improve your league rule changes. Maybe, maybe you're starting new leagues. This, uh, even though the, the 2017 season is still going on in the NFL, it's, it seems like most fantasy leagues are already moving on to 2018. Yeah. And, and it does feel good, at least for guys like me and you, to have that money already paid out, probably. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Oh, well, we, we, we like to hit the ma- mailbag here because uh, you guys have a lot of questions. I'm not even sure if we're going to get to all the emails, but we will try. You, you want to just jump into it, Ryan? Let's do it. Let's do, do it. it. All right. Danny Evers from Orlando, Florida. I like that. Someone People need to put in where they're from when they send these emails. <laughs> I kind of like that. Danny Evers from Orlando, Florida. We're the afternoon drive show. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I was wondering if Ryan could give, give an update on his Catch-22 league. That's interesting. Oh, yes. Just quick one to start off the bat. Yes, I can do that. Um, so I'll, I'll try to give the quick version. Catch-22 was a league, that actually a series of leagues that I started um, – I guess a couple of years ago now, the idea was that one person in the league would not participate in the startup draft. Instead, they would build their team through the waiver wire. Uh, but what came along with that was the first round, the entire first round of the next season's rookie draft. So um, for me, that me that meant I built my team from the waiver wire that first year. I won two games somehow <laughs> and uh, finished, I think, I don't think I finished in last place. Eh, maybe I did. Anyway, uh, but I almost <laughs> avoided. I did win a couple games. Um, but then that that following spring, which was just this past rookie draft class, I had the entire first round. And yeah, actually, I, I did finish in last place because I also had the 2.01 pick. So I had the first 13 draft picks, um, which, as we know, with with this rookie class quickly improved my team um i draft and i I ended up making some trades as well so basically uh those picks are valuable (laughs) yeah they were really valuable i i traded and these these trades didn't work out they didn't actually end up helping me too much but i traded for sammy watkins and amari cooper traded some draft picks for those guys uh and then i drafted uh corey davis Joe Mixon, McCaffrey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Dalvin Cook, Evan Ingram, uh, Alvin Kamara, O.J. Howard. I actually got Kareem Hunt with the 2.05 pick. Oh, wow. And then I grabbed Taewon Taylor with the late pick. So that was my entire draft class. Um, I was also able to pick up some guys from the waiver wire who helped, Marquise Lee, Chris Hogan, uh, Kenyon Drake. So – Kind of long story short, I ended up making the title game and I lost in the title game. So uh, I, I feel like that's pretty successful. That was a quick turnaround. I mentioned that there was a series of leagues. We ended up making um, five or six total leagues 
kind of copycat leagues. And I think two or three of the uh, guys who were in my same position actually won their league championship. So um, would that experiment work every year? Probably not. I don't think you're going to, as much as we love the rookie hype and, and things like that, the, the 2017 class is going to be a rare one when you, when you kind of look back over the past few years. Yeah. So I don't think that would work every year, but it worked this year. Uh, and I feel like I, I have a good team going forward. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> you, you had to wonder about that. I, I'm sure that's why he asked because of how many rookies did so well. That's awesome. I, I, I wish you would have won, but uh, things are probably looking up for next year as well. There's a lot of those players are really <laughs> are probably going to be good next year as well. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at my, my draft, it, it honestly, to, to have so many picks, it didn't go that great. I took Corey Davis at 101 because um, I, I was as bad as my team was overall. Wide receiver felt like my big weakness. Um, so I took Davis over all the running backs. I'm, I traded away a pick that became Fournette. Um, I, I feel I missed on one of the other rookie running backs. Uh, I can't. It's not coming to me right now, but uh, grabbing Kamara in the late first and then Hunt in the early second really saved me. That Hunt pick, that's a steal. <laughs> wow, is that a steal? Yeah, that, that worked out well. Okay, under Riley Wingate, who has a salary cap dynasty league. Oh, well, he planned to begin the league with a slow transition into a salary cap league. I don't, I don't know how often I would recommend slow transitions of one league going into another type of league. Um, you should probably just pull the Band-Aid and start with what you want. But uh, right now, each player in the league has contracted players with no money involved. I pitched the idea to move to salary cap, had a mixed reaction. Uh, most people liked it, but in order to do so, I wanted the free agent draft to change to an auction draft. As of now, it's a snake draft. Switching to auction... and. Uh, People said they would leave it if it happened. Wow. That's auction feels like the only, the best way to do a salary, any league, but a salary cap. Definitely. Um, wow. Do you think there'd be a good way to do a free agency snake draft and a salary cap league? I don't know, man. <laughs> Ryan, do you have any ideas? Because I don't know that I've ever seen a snake draft um, salary cap league. You know, I think, um, I actually don't play in any salary cap leagues. I play in quite a few contract leagues, as we've talked about here uh, on here pretty often with with Kitchen Sink and with the Pigs leagues. Um, so I don't have any direct experience with salary cap leagues. I know the Gold Label League, which our buddy Jarrett Behar runs, is a salary cap league, salary cap contract, and I know they use a draft. Um, at least I, I, I'm not sure if they're free agency uh, is through a draft or an auction, but I know they're, they, they acquire rookies through a draft and each draft slot is aligned with um, basically it comes with a contract and uh, a salary cap uh, number, I guess. So uh, honestly, that would be my best advice. Go on to MFL, search for, for gold label dynasty league, take a look at, at those rules and, and try to follow that. But Honestly, the best is, advice is what you already said. This uh, this really should have been implemented from the start. It, it's tough to make these types of transitions after the league has started. Um, also, I, I will put in this, it depends on how much of this is a friends league and how much is just 
it looks like you started this league with this in mind and you seem by your last sentence that you're okay finding new people if those people leave if that's the case i guess build the league you want and if people don't people leave uh find owners that are interested in that uh ryan's right if you do the free agency snake draft that that would have been my guess I've never done one, but my guess would have been kind of like our rookie money for rookie auctions that there's contracts and sa- there's a salary and amount of years for each draft slot. <clears throat> I think you can do it either way, but honestly, <sighs> it depends on how badly you want all the people you currently have in the league to stay. Uh, if you, if you're, if it doesn't matter, if you're, if you feel like that's more important than the style of league, then do the snake. If you feel like you want the kind of league you want and you're okay finding new people, do that. It's really your preference call, I think. Well, it depends on how many people too. If this is yeah. one or two people who are going to leave the league, then then your advice definitely works. If we're yeah. talking about eight or nine, yeah, it's it's you starting probably to take point. the L on this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. All right, Joe Rossi. Oh, Joe. Okay, sure. Um, I know Joe. After an owner expressed intent to quit the league, you offered to replace him. He offered to replace him week four, but Pride wouldn't let wouldn't let him quit, so he stayed in there. Uh, but Joe helped kind of co-manage the team, and he notified you know uh, other owners of that. Uh, his subcommissioners, interesting subcommissioners, and he recused himself from transactions with that lame duck owner. Uh, all that sounds fine. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. he began to make trade offers and add drops with that owner's consent. Oh man, that's, that's almost going a step further than I probably would have with a lame duck team, uh, right there. How about you, Ryan? Yeah. 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 It's, this is a, a muddy situation already. Yeah. I, I probably would have let the, let the team kind of, kind of lie on, <laughs> honestly, um, just have that guy, you know, set his lineups and stuff, but you're already there. So do you agree with this management or should I have left the team as is? Oh, just answer that. (laughs) Um, I think, I think the real issue is the guy wants to leave at the end of the season. Uh, You gave him an out to go ahead and leave early, which he didn't want, but yet he also didn't want to manage his team. Uh, The move there. and, And this is a hindsight hindsight play here the move is just to go ahead and and get rid of him i mean if he's not going to manage his team you already know he wants to leave anyway then that's that's on the commissioner to make that call and and go ahead and replace him and Um, i've done that too i've said no that's okay i'll find a replacement i've i've absolutely been in that situation and done that what you just said yeah yeah yeah, i've done the same thing the same exact thing and i I do appreciate that that early heads up though even if i do too even if it's still during the season and typically I don't, I typically leave it up to the owner. If, if they want to go ahead and finish out the season, they've paid for the league. That's, that's of course their right. But if they, if they fail to submit lineups, if they're, if they're not managing their team as, as they should, then that's kind of showing their true intentions here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I definitely think making trade offers and doing ad drops probably is a step further. I step that I would not have gone to, but I mean, you know, it's commissioner call, I, I guess there. Yeah. Um, he didn't notify all the owners. He just notified the three sub commissioners 
because uh, he didn't want to embarrass the lame duck owner. Uh, I don't know that you need to notify the entire league. If you're making the trade offers and the ad drops, you probably needed to notify the entire league, right? Uh, but I mean, Ryan threw a hand up like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, know. I don't, I don't think Joe was way out of line here or anything. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in that situation and. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think you're out of line with anything you did. It, it was a commissioner call that you made, and um, that's you know, it may not have been what I would have done, but it doesn't make it wrong either. <laughs> you know, so he he did have a second note on penalizing teams for not responding to trade offers, not really working uh, very well, kind of things. He mentioned MFL emails can be filtered. Um, he was wondering if MFL forced a trade to appear on a team owner's own page uh, with accept or reject that could help. Guess what? MFL has that option. <laughs> um, I have the pending trades module on the front page of nearly all my leagues, if not all. And there's also an option to have it the uh, pop up as a pop up alert. Um, so, like I run safe leagues, every single safe leagues, if there's a uh, if there's a pending trade, it's a pop-up and it's like right in your face and you have to close it. So, um, but that's already an option on MFL, but you don't have to necessarily respond to it. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. But, but I think, I th yeah, I think his point was, he says in the email, how many times does the other owner not even realize an offer has been made? Um, he's wondering if that factors in and I, I was just letting him know. Right that's actually legitimately an offer that or an option that you can put it on the homepage and you can make a pop-up that uh, <laughs> they will definitely see it. Uh, if they're not responding to offers after that point, <laughs> that's, that's where it comes in. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can only do so much to, you know, you can only <laughs> hold hands with someone so long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Justin Spear, good old, uh, formerly commish talk. Um, yes. Currently have a re relegation redraft league, 12 teams in our major, 10 teams in our minor, three move up, three move down every year. Love relegation leagues. Uh, I am really wanting to convert it to live auction rather than snake ne next year. Uh, it's a redraft league, so why not? You can do it if people are up. Um, I would also like to find a way to make it all one league and I'm debating cutting down to 12 or 14 teams, but hate kicking people out or making it work with 20 or so guys in a large league. Man, it sounded like you have a, had a fun relegation league and you want to pound it into one giant league. Huh? You can do it. <laughs> do we have any advice on, uh, on that revamped league? The league has become kind of dull. That's probably why he wants to do it, a shakeup. Got any advice for him on a, on a large 20-team league, or do you think he should kick people out and get down to a normal? Um. I think you should honestly stick with the relegation league. That that kind of seems That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that yeah. seems like the most unique aspect of of what he has going here. I'm I'm all all aboard with turning turning it into a live auction league. Um, we again we've said on here a bunch that we both prefer auctions in general. So um, to to move in that direction, I think is is a good thing. But with the relegation league, you could have two auctions, and um, which which is even better. I I don't know. I, I guess if the league is getting dull, I would maybe look for some ways. And 
and again, I don't have a ton of experience with these leagues. I know you have a lot more, Scott, but I, I guess I would look for ways to adjust the, the rules related to the moving up and moving down to maybe, uh, maybe make more teams uh, switch leagues as, as far, you know, based on their success in a, in a given year. But I don't think I would just cut it down to a normal league. I, yeah, I'm I'm the same. I wouldn't cut it down to a more normal league. If you want to do 20 and have it be super shallow starting lineups and uh, like start less players, less of a bench, um, it's definitely an inter- different thing. Ah, man, I would I would keep the relegation though. I uh, the auction thing absolutely jump to an auction, especially since they do. I if I remember correctly, this is like a big day for them. They grill out. It it's a full day thing. Oh. I'm so jealous of that. Um, I know, I know. So uh, just because of that, I also would not want to kick people out. Can you imagine having, you know, <laughs> t- two auctions, uh, you know, 20 guys there, et cetera? It sounds like a lot of fun. If if you can mentally handy, handle it, keeping it at 20, 22 player, 22 teams, whatever, and doing an auction with two copies of each player, if you can mentally figure out how to do that live and have that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking kind of the same thing. Keep the relegation league, 22 teams total, one big auction with double copies. Uh, So you potentially have two players in the major, two copies of a player in the major league, none in the, in the, the minor league. I think you could do some fun things with that. Yeah. That and format. Have them both. If he uses MFL, have them both on the MFL page, but keep the main, the, the 14 in the major and the 12 in the minor or whatever it was, 12 and 10. Uh, but one player pool would be very interesting to, to shake things up with two copies. Matthew Libera. I really want to know where all these people are from, are from now after, after Danny Evers went the extra mile for us. Uh uh, not from Orlando, Florida. I'm going to guess. Um, Probably not. I'm running a salary cap contract league that's in its second year, but he wants our thoughts on how to deal with dropped superstars mid-season. Pretty typical salary cap league. Free agents won via blind bidding, and the winning bid becomes that player's salary for his next contract. After you win a player, you can sign a free agent to an extended contract. Um, you can't sign a player. There are minimums, of course. But um, here's where they ran into issues with that. Last year, late in the season, someone dropped David Johnson, who's clearly on IR. A contender dropped him uh, in the last year of his contract. Because it's late in the season, there's not a lot of fab out there. Someone picked him up for 20 bucks. Or I, I don't, actually don't even know if I have the amount. Oh, yeah. Someone picked him up for 20 bucks. And then signed him for a bunch of years for twenty bucks, <laughs> whereas you know he was a fifty dollar player. Um, yeah, I can see how that'd be an issue. Uh, the move made sense for both parties, obviously, but is there any way to you know curb against something like that? Uh, can't cut, can't drop list or something like that. Uh, eliminating the free agent extension rule, meaning you can't extend a free agent. Um, I don't know. That that's exactly the rule I would I would go with. Um, again, not a huge amount of experience for me in in salary cap leagues, but I have talked strategy with some folks, um, namely Jeff Miller, who is excellent 
when it comes to salary cap leagues. And there's so many, there's just so many loopholes, so many pieces of strategy that come into those leagues, dropping a player and then trying to uh, reacquire him for a, a lower cap, uh, cap hit or cap amount, things like that uh, happen in every single league all the time. So yep. for me, the, the, the rule that I would adjust there is uh, extending the free agents um, and kind of on a smaller scale. I have that rule in my kitchen sink leagues. Again, it's not salary cap, but it is contract. Anytime you pick up a player from the waiver wire, he's automatically a one year contract. You can't extend that player uh, until the end of the season. Then you, you've got some options for retaining those players whose contracts are expiring. But um, just to be able to pick a player up, whether it's David Johnson or or if it's just, uh, you know, the waiver wire flavor of the week, uh, that would be the rule I would change to to uh, maybe eliminate this from happening again. Yep. And I'm I'm never a fan of can't drop, can't cut lists. Uh, I just I've just never been a fan of them because you don't. <laughs> you don't know my league. You don't know my strategy with my team. <laughs> and sometimes there's some fun sabotage cuts, like a player that's valuable that you don't want anymore or doesn't fit on your team, and you cut him and force someone else to raise to use a bunch of salary or whatever or contracts on a player. Um, I just don't like can't cut lists. One one thought he said possibly eliminate the free ag free agent extension uh, rule. Uh, is keep it in place, but once the tread tread line, deadline passes in week 11, uh, then you can't extend free agents. Uh, I prefer your rule, Ryan. Honestly, just no extending of free agents at all. Uh, but I think that's, you know, that's, I guess, better. It helps. But what if a player's dropped in week 10, like David Johnson, who very well could have been, you know, or Aaron Rodgers or some, someone like that that, you know, could have very, very well been uh, on a last year of a contract and still dropped like week nine or 10. Um, right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think just eliminating that piece altogether would, would be helpful. Yep, exactly. All right. All right. We're back. <laughs> we didn't leave. I, I just left for uh, like 45 minutes, Ryan. It felt like, didn't it? It was a little while. All right. <laughs> I got a buzz on my phone that the CEO of the company was going to throw an impromptu meeting, so I had to walk away. Those are usually important to to answer. So. Yes, yes, it's it's probably a good thing to go to those meetings. Uh, who do we have next on the docket? David Valentine. I'm a commish, or I a, I commish a 12 year running redraft league with the same managers, but they want to make the transition to dynasty but they've never done dynasty before. We've had a few of these in the past. Yeah. Um, how to make the transition without disrupting a long-standing league that's never done a dynasty league. I was thinking start with eight to 10 kept players after next year. So they won't keep any players this year. They'll do a full draft. And then next year they'll keep eight to 10, throwing the rest into free agency and have a four round free agent draft with a four round rookie draft each year and work their way up to 32 total roster spots. Uh, he likes that it would add another draft to the rookie draft for a few years, which would be fun. So basically there's, he would go from a redraft to an eight to 10 keeper. And each year they would, you know, jump by four, like the, it would be a keeper that would just keep increasing until it's all basically a full dynasty. 
<laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I sure. think he has a great idea, a great plan laid out. Um, the only thing I would kind of question in, in his plan is uh, 32 total roster spots. If you yes. have, uh, I, I like that personally because I'm active and involved and, and a lot of the, the guys I play in leagues with, the, the folks I play in leagues, leagues with are as involved or, or more as I am. So 32 roster spots works well. Uh, but assuming this is not IDP and you have a group that's new to Dynasty, you're asking them to dig pretty deep, even if we're talking about a, a year or two down the road. So I would probably cut that back to about 25. Uh, yep. But other than that, I love this plan. Yep, that pretty much exactly the same thing. I have a couple leagues that have been over 30 roster spots, and these are good owners. And there are years where it's pretty stale because there's just nothing on the waiver wire and people get content with their teams. There are teams that don't even do much transactions because of it. Uh, I'm, I'm with Ryan. I like to say starting lineup uh, and multiply that by two and a half or three. So if you start 10, uh, three would be 30. And that is like Ryan said on the more active guys, I would go closer to the two and a half um, on, on that one. Probably if you're starting 10, go to 25, like Ryan said um, that I think I had the same suggestion, but I like his plan in general. So, uh, all right. Kyle Renke, I believe. Um, love the pod. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks Kyle. I've had to remove three owners and wondering what the best way to execute a dispersal draft. Does MFL have a setting for it? No, sadly, but you can archive a draft, but really Google docs is how we probably do them most of the time. Uh, one other owner was wondering if he could forfeit his team and join the dispersal. Any and idea, all ideas would be welcome. Ryan, you're the dispersal king. Generally, if there's no rule on the owner forfeiting his team, I'm I'm usually against it, but I could go either way. Yeah, I've done either way in leagues too. So um, I started using dispersal drafts for new uh, new owners to the league probably – I don't know, probably 10 years ago or so pretty, pretty early on as I was commissioning leagues. And I, I feel like that's probably become the standard. I think it's the best way to do things. If you have two open teams and uh, one has a great roster and one has a poor roster, how I, I just don't know of a fair way to decide who gets that. So right. to me, adding another draft, like our last, uh, um, our last question mentioned, adding another draft is always a good thing. Uh, even if it just involves two or three owners, I feel like those dispersal drafts always ramp up activity. I allow uh, my current owners to trade into that dispersal draft. So there's uh, there's a lot of activity that comes from that. Like you mentioned, though, using MFL is probably not the easiest way to do it. You can set up a two or three team draft. Uh, you can then archive that draft and then set up your rookie draft or free, agents, free agent draft, whatever you might have. Uh, remaining in the off season, but honestly, it's it's just more work than it's worth. I I just throw all the players in a Google Doc, uh, picks included, and just go from there. I will say on MFL, you can dispersal auction pretty easily because because you can just leave that auction open open ended, and uh, as long as people aren't trying to auction, you know, trying to auction off players they're not supposed to, uh, just keep track of that. Otherwise, you can do that too. Um, that works pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And in the kitchen sink leagues where we do have dispersal auctions or second chance auctions, and, and that's the other part of the question here. Um, 
we definitely use NFL for that. There's, there's not an easy way that I've found to do, um, to do an auction away from MFL. Uh, but as far as his, his question about letting other teams in, I probably would, um, if, if everybody seemed okay with it, that's probably yeah. would. Yeah. I probably would let people jump in if they choose to, uh, in most of my leagues. Now I do have a second chance rule, which allows everyone to give up their team, uh, at the end of each season, if they choose. And of course you're giving up all of your assets, including picks, uh, including Devi players, if it's a Devi league. So that's, that makes for a tough decision, but, uh, it, it also adds a fun wrinkle to the league. Yep. Absolutely. If the league is okay with him doing that, do it cool and probably put a, uh, put a rule in there for the future. Um, it's pretty much where it goes. Jonathan Macheka. I believe I'm just going to butcher every name. I think I'm starting a 12 team dynasty league. I have two questions. What's the ideal roster for a 12 team league? As I've stated, uh, two and a half to three times your starting roster. Um, personally, uh, preferred starting positions. <laughs> Ryan, you want to take that? Yeah. I'm, I, I kind of feel like I'm a little different from the norm here. I like a lot of flexibility, so I prefer, uh, one of each of the four positions. So, one quarterback, running back, wide receiver, uh, tight end, and then a whole bunch of flex. Uh, at least four flex spots, but that's still a pretty small roster, uh, a small starting lineup, assuming you're not using kicker defense. So I, I guess my ideal starting uh, roster would be super flex, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, and then four regular flex spots. So I think that gives us nine starters. Yeah, that's pretty much pretty pretty close to what what I do as well. Uh, it really depends on how my scoring settings are set up because I try to balance things out, and sometimes I'm forced to adjust the starting roster just to make up for the just to try to create some more balance. Um, I'd say a lot of my leagues are just like Ryan's, super flex, one or two running backs, but uh, more my more recent ones have been one running back, uh, usually two wide receivers. Uh, just because wide receivers are crazy deep, and I don't think anybody should have a problem starting to. And then one tight end. And uh, I usually go four or five flexes, just like Ryan. So we're very, very similar. Yeah, the other thing I've been thinking about lately, and um, I, I'm happy overall with with the kitchen sink scoring and the format. And, and I did try to lend some balance to each position with the super flex. And with um, I think the use of contracts adds some um, add some value to the running back position. And we, so we use tight end premium scoring to boost the tight end value, but that's just 1.5 PPR. The more I play in that format, Scott, I don't know if you agree, but the less I feel like tight end premium, the, the one and a half really changes anything. Uh, I, I think the real tight end premium is starting two tight ends. So that is another option that I would consider if I were to start a new league. Oh, I, I completely agree with you, Ryan, on the one and a half PPR. I, in pigs two and three, it's actually two PPR. And I believe it's even extra for points per first down for tight ends just because they're not valuable. The only problem you come into with two tight ends is that you're scraping the barrel in 18 to 24 really a lot of times. Uh, but that is one great way to put a lot more emphasis on the tight end. Uh, I feel like you're dead on something needs to be done about tight ends either with scoring or starting lineup. I definitely agree with that. 
His second part of his question, in a startup draft, is it better to do a combined draft with this year's rookies or and current NFL players or to separate the two? I'm your basic, if it's before the rookie draft, uh, separate. If it's after the rookie draft, combined. Um, that's probably the most common. But uh, maybe you like to combine them beforehand, Ryan. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty strongly in the camp that thinks that they should be combined the first year. Uh, if you do want to go ahead and, and get a league started right now or, or soon before the draft, I, I love that enthusiasm and I wouldn't, um, you know, I wouldn't want to squash that at all. What I would do is just draft rookie picks. So make the 1.01, 1.02 all the way down, make those available to draft. And if you want to draft the 1.01 rookie pick, uh, you know, late in the first round, then then that's your chance. And you're not necessarily drafting Saquon Barkley, but you're drafting the chance to select him later after the NFL draft. Yep. I think any of those are good ways. It's a complete preference call. Uh, putting those rookies in or those draft picks in is probably going to take a little more work. Maybe not the rookies, depending on where you what what you draft on. But uh, yeah, so the rookies will be, and, and Scott, of course, you know this, but the rookies will be included in the MFL system, at least most of them, um, at really as soon as the Super Bowl is over. MFL has been has been pretty good about switching over to that next league year as soon as the Super Bowl wraps up. I love that because uh, we get to see them in the ADP. So uh, the January ADP for DLF is almost done, uh, just actually waiting on just a few picks. And then the February ADP will include Barkley and Darius Geis and Cortland Sutton, Calvin Ridley, the quarterbacks, all these guys. We'll kind of get to see how the community is valuing them from the start. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's great that MFL does that. And uh, so, yeah, you can you can do it either way, you know, picks or wait for those rookies in February or just you know hold off the enthusiasm and do it when they're when they have their teams. Uh, there's no wrong way. Um, yeah, so hope that answered a lot of people's questions. We're actually going to do another episode very soon because the, the mailbag was just way too full. That's all we could get to today. Um, thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the, all the DLF pods. Uh, you can check out my stuff. Uh, and, and now MFL 10s soon, you know, next month on Fanball. And uh, Ryan, you got anything else to plug? You got about 14 podcasts here on now. Yeah, lots of pods, lots of articles. Uh Lots, lots of different sites. Um, the now that we're moving towards the off season, the schedule is a little, a little more friendly for me because some of those due dates are gone for some of our content, which is it, it's a good feeling. I know you're enjoying that too, Scott. Uh, but at the same time, we're still churning out content, both written form and in podcast, and yep. um, just just enjoying that. Yep, <laughs> it's fun times. The off season is is upon us and it's probably the most fun time for guys like me and Ryan. So, ah, all right. If you have any more questions for our next show soon, uh, at commishpod at gmail.com. We'll answer some questions. Otherwise Ryan and I are on Twitter at Ryan MC 23 and myself at Scott fish 24. Thank you for listening and have a great day.
<laughs> why don't I just start this broadcast while yes. I'm eating donuts and Mountain Dew for breakfast? <laughs> um, okay, we just want to get going. This is going to be a fun edit, I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, have you been here the whole time? Uh, I mean, I've been up and down. I was just kind of wasting time. I was looking oh, on Twitter and responding to some DCC people. That was one hell of a meeting. <laughs> Good meeting, I, though. I actually went to go get a uh, Mountain Dew and Donut, so Sweet. you inspired me. Sweet. From the fridge, not, unfortunately, not from uh, outside. We'll probably be, I probably won't leave the house until Monday. Nice. Nice. We're getting like, supposedly, I think it's up to three quarters of an inch of ice. And the snow, the snow uh, thing is all over the board. It's like anywhere from three to a foot. Mm -hmm especially because my computer keeps dying. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be funny when this is edited and no one knows. So uh, if you guys have any more questions, email at commishpod. Is, is that right? I should have uh, should have looked what this was. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh... I think it is. Maybe.